Hello everyone, it's Manuel and we are back from our summer break. Well, for now it's me who's back because uh, this episode is an episode that I recorded a few weeks ago while Jay was traveling about a topic that is near and dear to my heart and is also near and dear to my guests' hearts. Uh, I hope you give it a listen. And other than that, a quick programming note, Jay and I still very much enjoy doing this podcast and we have quite a few topics that we have planned for the next few episodes but we decided to take it a little bit slower uh, since we have so many other things going on in our lives so you can expect a new episode about every three weeks going forward and if you have a topic that you would like us to talk about on this show and maybe you even want to suggest yourself as a guest because um, you have expertise in that topic or you're just interested in it or maybe you've already made the move to Berlin and you have some expertise that you can share or just talk about your experience. Please drop us a message. You can go to our website, everyone.berlin. There's a contact form there and we would love to hear from you. So Jay isn't here today because... He's not a vegan. He's traveling and he's not a vegan anymore. Well, I hope he doesn't kill me for saying this. He's oh. kind of... He said he's still kind of vegan. He just... Uh, he's... He's flexitarian, right? Probably. But here I am with three young people who are very much vegan. Woo! Represent! Woo. Um, it's the first time that I'm recording with four people, including me in this studio uh, i feel like we should do a round of introductions well let's start with you olivia since you were here before and you suggested this topic sure hi i'm olivia i'm 19 um, i've been vegan since october of 2020 and you so the story is that you emailed us and said i'm an au pair uh, in berlin which i'm happy to talk about and then you did talk about and then you said, P.S., I'm also a vegan activist and we should do an episode about that. Exactly. Or not about that, but about vegan life in Berlin. Yes. So I came with two ideas and um, I've been very lucky because now I can speak about both of them. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> and Ray. Yes, I am Ray. I am from the States. I have been a vegan since March 2020, the pandemic. So that is, yeah, that's me. <laughs> And I'm Laura. I've been vegan for, I think it's seven years now. Wow. wow. And Ray and I just met Manuel at a recording for his other podcast, and he invited us to be here. So, so cool. The other podcast. I've been vegan for a while, but I don't think that I know nearly as much about this topic as you all do. You wrote a whole <laughs> pre preparatory uh, document. All Ray. I'm happy to share some suggestions in terms of like restaurants and stuff later. But what are we talking about today? I, I'm looking for the document now. I feel so unprepared. Defining veganism yeah. is uh, bullet point number one. Yeah. So there's five sections, four sections. Before, <laughs> we go, before we start with this, why should someone who's listening to this show, who's interested in Berlin, who's thinking about moving here, why, why should they even listen? Uh, Berlin is the vegan capital of Europe, if not the world. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. And and everybody who um, 
thinks that animals deserve any sort of moral consideration at all um, should logically have an interest in this topic and want to find out more and inform themselves about what's going on in animal ag because a lot is going on. And we should say you're an activist, Olivia. You have an Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah, Olive the Vegan. Where does Olive the Vegan... She's very good about promoting her (laughs) work, which I admire. Uh, I feel like I'm... not quite the opposite it's not that i don't care about sharing what i believe in but i also i'm not i'm not a vegan activist i just made a decision for myself and i'm happy to mention it or talk about it but i yeah where do you guys fall in this spectrum of it's just something that Mm -hmm. i do or don't do and i'm very passionate about it that's such a good question For me, I really feel like if you live in Berlin, for example, or Germany, and you make a good salary, you make enough money to rent a flat, to have a comfortable life, you are in the top 10% worldwide in terms of income, right? And with that comes so many choices about what to eat, where to live, what to buy, your lifestyle. And I do feel in some respects after learning more about veganism and the impact that animal egg has on our world, I do feel it's a bit of a moral responsibility to look at your life and say, you know, what impact do I have on other people and what can I do about it, you know? So I do try to talk to people about veganism, but if they're willing, you know, I know that vegans get a bad rap and... I try to be aware of the context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Ray? Yeah, I'm also a quiet but passionate vegan. So if you let me talk about it, I will talk about it. But I also don't come in to the room and scream unless, like, you know, someone provokes me a bit. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, yeah. we do we do have a choice. Like Laura just mentioned, it is so much like every day we make a choice to literally eat something. And that is a choice for or against like animal suffering, mm. the environment, everything. So with know, great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I will say like, I, I'm also very passionate about the subject and truly believe, as you all said, that it's kind of a moral Im- imperative, I guess. But I also like something that really ticks me off is when people are judgmental about anything or to turn that around. I really admire people who are just not judgmental, like people who will have a conversation with you and you can tell them anything and they listen and maybe give feedback, but they don't judge. I love that. And I feel like there's always such a fine line between talking about this topic and then judging people or avoiding that people feel judged just because they haven't made that decision yet. I I agree with you. And I think something that I always have to tell myself and other vegans also have to understand is most of us weren't born vegan. Most Mm -hmm. of us ate animal products for a period of our lives. And yeah, as soon as you start coming at this topic from a place of moral superiority, it's never going to be a good conversation. And that's mm-hmm. something that I've learned yes. over and over again, right? So there's always a good there's always a, a good way to speak to people, to make somebody feel listened to and heard. Um, so yeah, that's really important. Okay, so point one out of four, defining veganism. What's that about? 
Um, should I go for this? Yeah, go for it. Sure. Okay. So um, I think it's I think it is important we talk about this because there are some misconceptions around veganism, especially with kind of classing it as a diet um, versus like what I think it is, which is, I guess, a lifestyle and a, and a way of living. So there is a definition from the vegan society and it goes like um, this. It's like um, veganism is a way of life that seeks to exclude as far as is practicable and possible all forms of cruelty and exploitation towards animals. And I think it's a fairly good definition and it contains those two words, practicable and possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think it's good because it it it's, yeah, it, allows for things like, for example, if you need to take a life-saving medicine that's been tested on animals or something like that. So it's quite an all-encompassing definition. Or if it would just be very hard or impractical to even find out, right? No one can be like, gotcha, if you mistakenly, (laughs) I don't know, had a sip of milk. Yeah, or had something with milk powder in or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys um, treat products that don't have like the V label, but... But it says like kann Spuren von Milch und Nüssen enthalten. Do you eat those or no? I do because I'm just like I can't get away from it. Everything is either covered in yeah nuts or like <laughs> maybe some milk or something, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah. I feel about it kind of the same way that I feel about meat companies making vegan products. Like I think it's still better that those things exist. Like I don't, I don't think it's. It's not like a religious choice where I will boycott any company that also produces other things. You like, wouldn't be able to eat anything. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. We live in a, a non-vegan world and we have to accept those things. Um, but also the th- like when it says can contain milk, can contain egg, usually that's just from an allergy point of yeah, view. Yeah, it's I just think. because it's in the same factory. Yeah. And yeah. so there could have been some something in the air. Lazy factory worker that didn't wash their hands between yeah, them or yeah. something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's it already for well, number one. I think just com- coming back to like that thing. Um, I think maybe people who haven't ever met vegans before might th- hear veganism and think of it like like the same category as like a keto diet or like a paleo diet or mm-hmm. something like that. But it's it's very much not it. It food is a big part of veganism, but it's also about I guess just living in a way that tries to reduce animal suffering. Um, at least that's how I feel about it don't know about you guys yeah i also when i was vegetarian i tried this diet called whole food plant-based yeah. which is like veganism but you don't eat anything processed and you can have like honey and stuff so it's sort of vegan but you know it that was a diet it wasn't a moral choice it doesn't matter like where you got anything so it was very much like focus on your health mm-hmm. and veganism is not like We're doing it for our health. Mm. You know, we're doing it to reduce suffering, like we said before. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So no leather. I So one other thing that I... I have a leather belt from before I became vegan. The before Mm. times. The before times, which I still use. Your band, get out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to get the judgments out of you. (laughs) I mean, the way I think about it is if you... I have things from before I was vegan that contain like wool and stuff in. It doesn't make any sense to throw them out. Yeah, if or, you anything, know. you would donate them. Right, But exactly. it's like a super cheap belt that, I don't know. Exactly. Like, be practical about it. Yeah. If you've got a belt that you had before, why, you know, just keep it and use it until it's yeah. done, right? Leather is so bad on so many levels, not just yeah. in terms of animals. It's like, 
I don't know. Are you talking about like the chromium, like tanneries and stuff like that and how it has effects on human health or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the humans that make leather often stand in this really terrible chemical. Chromium. God. You know so much, Olivia. I'm just going to yeah. shut up. <laughs> no, no. Heavy, heavy metal poisoning. It's a, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, which is why like you go into some shops and, and they have this, this label now and it says like cr- chromium free leather or like, like not fr- from trusted tanneries or whatever. It's like, or vegetable tanned. I think that's what they call it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but it's still the skin of a murdered animal. Mm-hmm. you know it's like the free range eggs. exactly yeah <laughs> and i think i think we'll probably touch on this a lot today about like humane washing and mm. these these terms that the industry like to give us every day right mm-hmm. yeah okay so let's talk about the why why should someone become vegan and then i don't know if this is in your plan oh i'm just scrolling now why did no one correct me this is just i said four points but there's a page two so it's actually seven points okay. <laughs> buckle in everybody this is gonna be a, a long show okay uh why should anyone become a vegan and then you didn't write this down but how should they go about it because i think going from a meat-based diet to full-on veganism just like that might be a little complicated But let's start with the why. I think we mentioned it a few times, like the why of like you have this choice to reduce suffering and like we have the privilege to do it, I think. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, especially in this modern age, we don't need to go out and have meat. We don't need to have animal products. We don't need to farm these animals. Like we can literally just go to the store and buy lentils and rice and that's even healthier than you think it is. Yeah, and I think the animal suffering part is very straightforward, right? But what I personally think a lot about and what I wish more vegans would talk about is the human cost as well, right? I mean, communities with slaughterhouses, these are often placed in poor communities Mm. who aren't able to advocate for themselves politically. The workers in these places are mistreated. They are getting PTSD. It's awful for these communities i mean and i don't i just don't think there's any sort of rational or healthy way to employ someone to kill multiple animals every second and have it not take an immense toll on their mental health Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. absolutely no child no child when asked what do you want to be when you grow up ever says i want to spend day in day out literally pulling a knife across an animal's throat. It yeah. has mm-hmm. it has so and and you're right, people don't consider the human suffering element of it, but it's so panoptic. I mean, not just with like the slaughterhouse workers, but with with things like world hunger as well. We we currently have enough we grow enough crops to feed 90 billion land animals. Billion, right? And yet there are so many humans that still can't can't eat. And and yes. so many of these people live in countries where food is grown for livestock feed and then shipped over to the West, right? And, yeah. you know, and they're starving themselves. So it's it's incredible. And then you've got things like like pandemic risk and antibiotic Absolutely. resistance. Absolutely, yes. And yes. it's it's a, net, a, a network of suffering, I like to say, not just the, the animals are at the center of it, but it, it transcends into humans as well. Yeah. I feel like many, many people have at least heard all of these things and or seen... Pick your favorite documentary where you see horrific 
images of animals being slaughtered and stuff Dominion. like that. Dominion. Watch it for free on YouTube. See, but... <laughs> Thank you. For me, I was going to do it if you weren't going to. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people... I mean, it's all so, so horrific uh, that either you don't even get yourself to watch it or you kind of... It kind of lives in a separate part of your brain and so people come compartmentalize the book that really i know you brought a book the book that made a big difference for me like the book that i read and i was like okay i'm convinced i'll go vegan um is a super old one it's animal liberation by peter singer and what i liked about it is that it didn't do what many of these documentaries do which is to play with kind of these strong images and appealing to your emotion it's super rational and super logical and he just says okay Let's start with this. Do you agree that inflicting pain on a being that doesn't want to be in pain is immoral? Yes or no? And do you agree that animals have willpower and do uh, feel pain? And if, want to live. Yeah. And want to live. And if not, if not, if you don't agree, then here's the proof. Like he just lays it out all out there. And then everything else just it's like a mathematical formula. It's just do you, do you agree that you can now live a very healthy and long life with a high quality of life without doing any of this? Yes, like he just lays it all out there and it's super logical and you just like even if you don't want to you just feel yourself saying yes, yes, yes because it's all so logical and then you just end up saying like okay, I'm convinced. Yeah. You're also a very logical person, I, I, I think, as well. I think different people are, I guess, convinced by different things, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you're right. And it, it, for me and for, for, my, for members of my family as well, it came down to that question of exactly what you said, which is if we have a choice to reduce animal suffering and we are in a world now where we can do that, why wouldn't we? As simple as that, mm -hmm. you know? So. And especially in Berlin, I feel like yeah. we live in a bubble where it's like, um, I used to do stand-up comedy and one of my colleagues had a really great uh, sketch about how you should make fun of vegans now because in the future, eating meat is going to be like the new smoking and everyone's going to be like, why did we do that? Like, it yeah. was so bad. Mm -hmm. And I just think like Berlin is special because it feels like you can have these kinds of conversations. You can go anywhere, eat anything. And it's not like, oh, you're vegan. It's not like a turnoff. You're just normal here. So I think that's what's special about Berlin and like being vegan in Berlin is like you can live in the future a bit. Yes, I agree. I totally agree with that. Yeah. It's nice because like you said, there are it's it's becoming the new normal and it's very much so like at the front of that. The movement is here. I mm -hmm. think. Um, yeah, no longer are you looked at in a way that is, um, you know, if you say, oh, I want the vegan option, you're not looked at like a dinosaur these days, you know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's super nice about Berlin, but it's also a little frustrating. Like, I get used to it here that there's so many vegan restaurants. And even if you go to a non-vegan restaurant, there will be something there for you. And then you go to, like, I don't know, the town where I went to school, and there's nothing. And then I go to the kebab place because, of course, they'll have falafel. And they're like, no, we don't have falafel. And I'm like, is the sauce vegan? And they're like, what's vegan? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, not what's, even vegan. <laughs> what's happening? How can it be so different? Yeah. Um, there's this, uh, I don't know if you've watched uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, the A long movie. Time ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, there's this scene in it um, where 
I, th- I think it's the husband. He's he's a vegetarian, so not even vegan. And he says to the like the family, "Oh, uh, uh, I'm vegetarian." And they go, "Oh yes, vegetarian, vegetarian." Uh, um, and then he was like, "So I, I don't eat meat." And they said, "Oh, you don't eat meat? Okay, I give you lamb." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes these these things remind me of that scene. But yeah, yeah. but it's it's a joke in the movie. But it happens where it's like, okay, yeah. but you'll eat chicken, right? Or you'll eat fish, of course. I'm right. And and most most of the time these these people maybe haven't even met a vegan before. So mm-hmm. I, I with these situations, it's always just best to be kind, be friendly, and just say no. This is why I'm doing it. These are the reasons. Um, why don't we find a solution together? Why don't we you know cooperate and? Why don't I have uh, bread with hummus then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, Manuel. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yes. Okay, so how about this guy that you brought the book? Uh, yeah, you know, I uh, brought. This is vegan propaganda because I thought this is the theme by Ed Winters, but I think most people know him as Earthling Ed. Yeah. But I yeah. think I, I realize we're all fans he, of him. He's secretly. quite confrontational, yeah. right? No, no. no. Oh God, no. Earthling oh. Ed is like is like the least confrontational vegan activist there is. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he just sits down and explains. Exactly. He well, invites yes. you to a conversation. Exactly, yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really admire his method. I mean, he's not one of these like debate me bros like running around <laughs> campus with a microphone. a microphone. I yeah. mean, he does ask hard questions that force people to think, but he's only doing it with people who want to be there and who actually want to engage with him. Yeah. I love his videos. I mean, I'm always trying out his techniques on non-vegans in my life who want to yeah. go there with me. So Earthling Ed um, really pioneers the Socratic method, which is... I think Socrates pioneered that method. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> he is utilizing the Socratic method then. Maybe that's better. But he's, he's, he, he does his conversations primarily just by asking questions. Um, and it's a very effective technique because when you ask somebody a difficult question, you, you know, you're, not, you're not telling them what you believe and saying, right, you've got to believe what I believe. You are getting them to explore their own beliefs and then mm-hmm. challenging them just by asking questions and it's really really effective um and i watch all of earthling ed's stuff and i think if, if you're interested in vegan activism or um standing up for the animals then earthling ed is a great place to start mm-hmm. or yeah. if you're very curious like you have a common thing of uh but you know we've eaten meat for all of human history like he has debated that so many times and you can go to all these conversations and see like oh like no i can see how this is not so true and how we live in a modern day and oh he's right there and it it really gets you to think about your own process like you Mm -hmm. just said Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay i'll read that book um animal rights activism in berlin you are an animal rights activist in berlin Mm -hmm. why do we even need activists in berlin if if it's the vegan capital yeah we're good here there's no problem (laughs) shouldn't we go to other cities well yes but unfortunately not all of everybody in berlin is vegan and and um you know, there's definitely a place for activism here. And there is a thriving activism scene in Berlin. Um, So over the last three months, I've been part of a group, they're called Animal Rights Square, and they meet twice a week. And they do like a Cube of Truth style activisms, you know, like, you might have seen them with the screens, and they show usually Dominion, and it just prompts um, conversation, debate with people on the street. And it's, it's, it's a great technique. It's it's also good for your own personal development because you, like, for example, with me, I've gained so much confidence speaking about veganism and about animal rights 
um, th- through this. And it's been such a learning journey for me. So I can highly recommend it. Yeah. Did, do you ever get people who are very aggressive yeah. or anything? All the, all the time. I had I had a, a man on, on Sunday. Well, I've, had, I've had people try and convince me that carrots have souls. Uh, I've had... Um, Which, even if it was true, would be what about this? Yeah. It's like, okay, maybe they do, but I mean, they don't. But <laughs> yeah, so even if they exactly. had souls, then it would still not be okay to kill animals. I had a, a man on Sunday who um, proceeded to lecture me about protein. Uh, and and I, just, I just asked him, what is protein? And he couldn't even tell me. I said, what is protein made up of? Not a, not a clue. I mm. said, yeah, maybe maybe you need to do a bit of research before you start making these sweeping claims. Um, but yeah, but most of the people I speak to are very open-minded. Mm-hmm. They've stopped and looked at the footage. And, and so, for some people, it's the first time they're ever seeing uh, animal agriculture ever. Like the first yeah. time they've ever looked and looked even considered what might happen in a slaughterhouse. Um, so it's, it's great. Yeah. And is there any data on how effective these protests are well i think i think it's it's interesting you say that because recently i've been really considering the effectiveness of different styles of activism um and if you think about like the the animal industries so like um meat dairy eggs but also things like animal testing they're all propped up by lots of different pillars right and and one of those pillars is demand and consumer choices um and obviously the activism in that cube style only only works to tackle that one pillar of demand. So there's lots of space for activists to do other things. So like, for example, working in governments to make legislation, like, you mm-hmm. know, the animal sentience bill or something like that. So, um, but I don't know if there's any direct data about it. I have a, I have a friend who's really mathematical. Um, maybe I should put you in touch with him because mm-hmm. he, yeah. he likes to consider that sort of stuff. Yeah, I used to do Cube of Truth back in the U.S. Uh, It's such a positive experience because, you know, people get so mad, like on the Internet, for example. But if you talk to people in real life, obviously there are assholes, like you said, but people are so willing to actually like stand there and look at the footage and talk to you about it. I find it really inspiring that, you know, not everyone you talk to is going to go vegan that day, but maybe you've planted the seed for a couple people. Mm, yeah. absolutely Ray do you do any sort of like activism at all well I mean so even like talking to your parents about it and friends is that's kind activism. of activism <laughs> so I think everybody does some yeah yeah I'm not like a uh, super cool involved with any organization like my friend works at a ProVeg which is a nonprofit yeah. in Berlin and yeah does a lot of work there and we build our own communities which by the way there is a trivia night at plant-based and we have a team so if you want to compete against us Come to Plant Based August second. We'll be there. Sounds good. Oh, and cool. is it uh, is the trivia? It's vegan trivia. Oh my! Oh, I'm not coming because <laughs> maybe this is my calling. Olivia, <laughs> this is it. Olivia <laughs> will go and will win first prize. You should not have invited her. <laughs> you want to see a lot of angry vegans oh. at each other? That's oh, the place to be. Oh my god! <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah, which is another reason like Berlin is such this beautiful place because you can have. I could have never imagined this in the U.S., at least where I'm from, where you could have a literal all-vegan trivia night. So that is so cool that we have that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if anyone, if anyone's wondering what plant-based is, it's like a vegan, uh, it's, it's on Prenzlauer Allee. It's, it's a vegan cafe, but it also does these community nights. So they do like dating nights. They do like, they do like vegan cocktail workshops. They do like kimchi making nights, all sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a cool yeah. place. 
good place for breakfast yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, next. Are we done with the activism in Berlin? Yes. Yeah. I've, Actually, I'll, I'll, just one one thing. Yes. Uh, recently, I've uh, created a group called uh, Berlin Against Fur. And uh, the reason I've done that is because, um, so you know how like lots of brands have been uh, recently dropping fur like Gucci and Montclair and uh, anyway, Canada Goose. Anyway, basically th these have all come about through uh, targeted pressure campaigning, which is um, when people really go for one company, demonstrate outside of them put pressure on them and eventually they drop fur. It really it's a really effective technique. So unfortunately Berlin didn't really have a big presence of anti-fur um uh demonstrators or protesters. So I recently have just put a group together um and if anybody is interested in coming and screaming into a megaphone uh <laughs> then get in touch. We have an Instagram page. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it's really really good fun. And it's all legal, like it's all non-violent legal like we get permits. So you're not going to be arrested or anything like that. Legal megaphone fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, restaurants and shopping. Now I feel like this is the part where I can contribute. Yes, You've been go contributing for it. the whole time, Manuel. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for saying that. You keep, uh, thank you for having ordinum. me. Sure. <laughs> um, okay, I have, I have favorite restaurants. The list is so coming out. Many, it's getting serious. So many. <laughs> there's so many good restaurants. We just had some good falafel, kids falafel, although the bread is could be better. But Keats Falafel will link all these books and organizations and Facebook groups and places in the show notes, of course. So the Keats Falafel is good. Uh, what else? There's a really good Polish um, Polish pierogi place nearby, which they have uh, vegan pierogi. Ne I've never tried pierogi. Very good. It's like dumplings, Polish dumplings. Sold. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have more, but you guys go. I don't want to steal all the no, rest go for it, man. restaurant rec recommendations. We want to hear it. Um, okay, so one of the very good Vietnamese places in Panko is Nam Y. They're mostly vegan. They have some fish dishes, but otherwise it's all vegan. It's very good. Which other uh, genre would you like uh, next? Mm. I want to know your pizza recommendation. Oh, pizza is tricky. I want to know yours. La Stella Nera. Ah, that one's that's a good mm. one. Where's that? Neukölln. No? Neukölln. Okay, yeah. but you have to make a reservation, or else you can't get us. Okay. Yeah, and it's so far if you live in the north. Yeah. <sighs> the one it's a, it's a chain ish. Um, it's okay. It's not the best vegan pizza. Is ever. it Domino's? No, Milano <laughs> Vice. Oh uh, yeah, no, yeah. It's okay. They have a nice like fake tuna thing. Yeah. Did you guys go to the Veganes Sommerfest? In Alexanderplatz. We didn't. No. I would never go to Alexanderplatz. <laughs> <laughs> Just on a basis. Unless I'm I was rolling forced. my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you if you get it's it's organized by ProVeg, um, and it was really great this year. They had this vegan pizza stand, um, and I don't know about you guys, but personally, I I've never been a massive fan of vegan cheese. Um, I've never found one except for, except for one which I can talk about later. I've never I've never really liked it. I've always felt that it's got too much coconut oil in and it it kind of clumps in your teeth and it, it's not for me anyway. So I was reluctant to try this like vegan pizza at the Veganer Summerfest, mm -hmm. but I did and it was the closest mozzarella alternative I've ever had and it was super. And and like you know like a good pizza, you need like the crispy base, you need like a, a good sauce and then and then if you've got the cheese on top, then it's just the, the, the cherry on the cake. It was great. I don't even know the name of it. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll find it and you can put it in. Do you have a favorite frozen pizza? 
I like the Reva. Oh. This one's really good. The Reva. Garden Gourmet Veggie Pizza Lovers. It's wow. uh it's pretty good. The branding's pretty good. It's green. Yeah, it's it's one of <laughs> one of the few good ones. Okay, then we also have um obviously German food. Yeah, I'm curious to hear about this one. What are your German recommendations? From I, a German. There's only one. Firsters. Faust. Yes. Oh. Is it Firsters? Firsters. Yeah. There's Faust too. Oh really? Yeah, it's in Charlottenburg. Oh. Yeah. I have to go try that one. Firsters is so good that it's it's really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Not that I love German cuisine. No? <laughs> Sorry. No. Get, get lost. <laughs> no, you can only have it like once a month or something. But some, if you really crave. But if you're a vegan coming to Berlin, want to try some traditional food, mm-hmm. like traditional food, then it's great, right? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And what about um, Korean? Mm. The only vegan Korean place I know is called Feel Soul Good mm-hmm. in Prenzlauerberg. Have you guys it's been pretty there? Pretty good, yeah. Yeah. I'm not like a foodie. I can't really give restaurant recommendations. I can just say that I ate there. Their bibimbap. <laughs> yeah, I did grow up I liked it. <laughs> I lived another it day. It filled me up. <laughs> okay. Uh, kebab? Döner? I never have döner. Werner? Yeah, it's the only one, really. Yeah. It's okay. It, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of hype, and it's like yeah. a box hog Strauss, and you're like, okay, that's the place, that's but it's but it's not honestly, that yeah. great. Yeah. Okay, but last but not least, Thai. at least for me. Oh, Thai? Thai. Okay. Uh, there's this, like Thai. Have you been there? Yeah, also in Frieda yeah. Thai. Yeah. I think that, I thought that was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think a boxy is just like literally like each corner has a vegan restaurant, mm-hmm. and you're just like, okay, mm-hmm. which one today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, oh, burgers. We forgot about burgers. Mm. There's a lot of good burger places. Yeah. What's your favorite? Swing Kitchen. Swing Kitchen's pretty good. And it's cheap, too. It's not pricey. Because Smoky Greens, I think they don't... I think they closed. But that was good, but really expensive. Uh, and their milkshakes. Amazing. The, Says the non-foodie, so and, it must be good. <laughs> uh, do you know Vincent you can trust Vegan? Me. Yes. That's pretty um, good. Yeah. Eastside Mall. Yeah, and it's a chain, Schoenhauser. right? They have a yeah, bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there's they, and there's Vidang. Not yeah. that I've ever been there, but there's loads of vegan or veg chains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, there's in Prenzlauer there's um, a vegan butcher, die Wetzgerei. Have you been Wetzgerei. there? Ooh. I have lots of vegan meat. And then I just recently discovered a really good vegan sushi place, and. It actually just opened. That's why I just discovered it. Um, and I'm looking for the name. Is it Kim 999? No. Not Secret Garden? No. Uh, it literally opened like two weeks ago. Uh, so. It's funny that we can like name a list of vegan sushi. Mm-hmm. It's right. a great list to be able to make. <laughs> That's Berlin. That's what I was thinking, right? It's, it's like... It's great to sit when you when you're sitting there. Oh, do I go to this vegan One, sushi place or this, this vegan, vegan sushi, sushi place? <laughs> yeah. I should have written it down. Well, keep talking. And- uh, I do want to give a shout out. Um, there's also like a Michelin star vegan restaurant in Berlin, and it's kind of hidden. It's in Mitte. It's Cookies Cream. Oh. I went there for my birthday because it's like you know a hundred euros to eat there, but. Oh my gosh, it's amazing and everything is just like crafted with so much care and love and everyone there is just eating and you're just part of this community and you think, wow, like nobody cares that this is vegan. Everyone's just Mm -hmm. eating. It's just like normal and 
it tastes so good. Yeah. yeah. There's also a fancy vegan place close to here. Cops. Leak? Cops. Is oh. it Cops? Leak? Oh, my God. I there's sh- also, yeah, there's multiple. Really should have written down. Uh... Is it the one right opposite the okay. park? So before I keep scrolling on Google Maps, the vegan sushi place that I wanted to recommend is Emira Vegan mm. Sushi. It's uh, it's in Prenzlauerberg. Mm-hmm. And then the fancy place that is close to here, but that I honestly thought was a little overrated because it was quite pricey, is called... Freya. Ah, yeah, Freya, yeah. yeah. Freya. So they... That's a bakery place. They, ha- they, they have a bakery and they also have like a, a restaurant. Dinner. Ah. Yeah. yeah which... um, I've never been to the restaurant, but the bakery is my favorite place. I it's love the bakery. Such good vibes in there. <laughs> they have this uh, cardamom, cardamom croissant. Oh, have you tried so it? so good, yes. It's really, it's oh, no, Freya is the bakery. You're right. That That's... You no, know, no, the bakery is great. I didn't... The, the restaurant, not the great. Street is, <laughs> it's it, cop. It, oh, it's also... Is it cops? They have well. Yeah. So Freya has also got a restaurant, like mm-hmm. a, wh- but which is kind of fancy, higher end budget mm-hmm. range. Um, but that's also opposite cops, which is also a high end, <laughs> vegan. Okay. Restaurant again, Berlin. <laughs> so many options. Okay. If if you've got anything from listening to this, it's that there's a lot of options, right? Yeah. And no? what's also great is Happy Car. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. Oh. Which is the app that you can just open. And then just go to the nearest place. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of digression, but there's also like entire vegan grocery stores. So like vegans. Which, which is... went bankrupt, kind of. Oh, no. I mean, the they used to have uh, grocery, stores, grocery stores all over Germany. Mm-hmm. And then they closed all of them and they just had three in Berlin. And then they went down to one mm. in Berlin. In, in Warschauerstrasse. Is that is that one still the open? Because yeah. they had one in Prenzlauerberg, but that one closed mm. as well. So they just have one final store left open. Oh. But the brand is still because now they just sell their stuff everywhere in like Rewe and stuff. Yeah, because the vegan only grocery store was like a good good idea, but it was also pricey mm-hmm. that yeah. no one went. A box of pasta was like four euro. Like you didn't invent vegan pasta. <laughs> of yourself (laughs) but it was great if you needed like something really specific that they wouldn't have yeah yeah when i was dog sitting i took the tram all the way to vegans to get vegan dog food for diego so you can order that on the internet i i didn't have time i had to like get it on that day and i was like right i've got to go somewhere and Mm -hmm. i knew that it would be there so it was good for that um i always like going in there though i just feel like whenever i go into these completely vegan places i just feel like i've i'm at home you know (laughs) yeah you know, uh, yeah, not checking the product labels, yeah. just oh. vibing. Yeah, that's true. And then, but we should also say that uh, vegans is like I don't know how they managed to do this, but in the building there's also Secret Garden, which is a vegan sushi restaurant, and yeah. there's also a Visu, which is a vegan shoe shop. So, like, you can get your groceries, you can get your shoes. And then you can go upstairs and get you some can have sushi. some sushi. <laughs> mm. I don't know how they managed to do that, but it's great. Okay, what else? We talked about the trivia nights, the big community, the festivals, the grocery stores. Uh, what else? Are you guys part of the Vegan Community Berlin group chat? No, no. is this Telegram? No, no it's, uh, it's WhatsApp. Um, oh. There's like, I think it's got thousands of members, but it's... Sounds stressful. <laughs> you, I don't have the notifications on. I don't need that sort of stress in my life. But 
they usually send things like petitions um, or uh, I don't know if there's been like some vegan news or something like and anything like that. It's just a nice way to get in touch with people as well. Um, so yeah, if if you want yeah. to join, I can add us, please. Are you an admin? I I don't I don't know, but there is a link that you can join or something. So okay, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask actually. Do you have any tips as a German? Do you have any tips for us when we're traveling to smaller towns outside Berlin? Is there an easy way to find vegan food or maybe some mm. dish that can easily be made vegan that most places have? What's your yeah. strategy there? Honestly, I don't know. I I mean, falafel places, mm-hmm. I thought were a safe bet, but apparently not uh, always. I mean, honestly, I don't mind pizza without cheese. So I'll go for that any day. But it's tricky. And and I mean, when I go on vacation now, I just always, I, I just, I don't stay in hotels or anything. It's just always apartments and then I cook and I bring mm. my... I bring I bring my oatly milk, and you every know. good vegan's got a bottle of oatly in their suitcase. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's what you have to do. Uh, I so I recently went on holiday um, to um, Lake Como in Italy, and they have so the lake's massive. I think they have like one vegan restaurant, but we weren't staying anywhere near it. So there was like there was no fully vegan places, but we we managed to to eat very well um what we did was we had happy cow and we just looked for like the options button so if you on happy cow which is the app like there's this one thing where you can well you know other vegans can rate places based on just the the options that they have um mm-hmm. and it was so helpful um oh, cool. okay. so that's that's sometimes worth doing and, and even if not like this is my mom's so good at doing this right even if it's even if they don't have any advertised vegan options they have vegan ingredients Right, yeah. And you can say you're allergic to something. You too. may have to explain yeah. to them yeah. which ones are the vegan ones. Yeah. But what are animal products? <laughs> what is an animal? Anything that looks like it came from an animal. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, you can ask. Like like we did, like, can you can you make a pizza without the mozzarella? Or can you just make a nice plate of grilled vegetables? You yeah. Know? Or, yeah. Do you have potatoes? <laughs> yeah. What I just give me ask. one raw potato. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's doable. Sometimes you just got to think outside the box. <laughs>